Hey y'all, it's Jen, your host of the Success Beyond the Lens podcast and CEO of Success Beyond the Lens, a business management and marketing company for photographers. On this podcast, I'm going to be giving you the actual tips and advice I use every day to run my clients' businesses. I'm also going to be interviewing some awesome professional photographers, marketing experts, Facebook ad gurus, and so many more to ensure you are running a well-rounded business. So grab your coffee or your wine or maybe a glass of water and let's dive in. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining on another episode of the Success Beyond the Lens podcast. Of course, I'm Jen, your host. I'm super excited to have you here. And today we are continuing our honor coaching series and I have Emily Ross of Lavender and Light Photography with me. Thank you so much for coming on. Emily, tell me a little bit about yourself. Hey, yeah, I'm so happy to be here. This is a really cool opportunity. I am a wedding and portrait photographer out of near Charlotte, North Carolina. Right now, it's just me and my husband. We have a little baby on the way and our two cats that live out here. I'm also juggling a part-time position as a night shift labor and delivery nurse. And um, I'm slowly transitioning into being a full-time photographer. Really took the leap in January, but I'm still at the hospital every once in a while. So So yeah, just trying to learn how to balance all the things. Awesome. That's so great. And congratulations on your pregnancy. That's so exciting. Did you guys find out what you were having? We find out in less than two weeks. Oh my goodness. That's so exciting. So exciting. So we cannot wait. Awesome. Awesome. I'll tell you, labor and delivery nurses are something special. I would like, I had one, I I was in the hospital for you know, 24 hours in labor with him. And one of the nurses was a godsend. Like her name's Savannah. She was getting, like she had just got home from her honeymoon. She was newly married. Like I still remember all of this stuff about her. She was, she was amazing. So you all are very, very special. Well, thank you. Yeah. I'm excited to be on the other side of it. I'm delivering at the hospital that I work at. So it'll be, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, see that side of things and what I remember and what I recognize. And I think it'll make me a better nurse. Yeah, (laughs) of course. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, very good. So let's chat a little bit about your business. You said that you kind of got started getting serious about it in January of this year. Tell me where the inspiration came, what you what have you been doing in the meantime? How's it looked for you to start scaling to full-time? Yeah. So my business has been started for about four years now. And last year, 2020, was my biggest year. Despite everything that happened, I had 13 weddings last year and working full-time at the hospital, which is three 12-hour night shifts. Wow. And last, yes, last like, you know, busy season, September through November, I think I had like five days completely off, no hospital, no sessions, no weddings. And we just realized that that was too much. Yeah. (laughs) So, so that's kind of what happened last year. And it definitely wasn't that busy in the two years before that. It was just kind of all a dream. Like people would say, you know, have you ever thought about going full time? And I would seriously laugh and be like, y'all like that's crazy that's never going to happen i was kind of my own worst you know critic like keeping myself in the box that i had created that i thought that i was needed to stay in and then last year happened and um and so i went prn this year which 
which just means um, I can work as little or as much as I want to at the hospital. The, the requirements are very small. So in the off season, like January, February, March, I can work and balance out the income. And then later on in the year, like in May, I worked two shifts oh, wow. um, because I had five weddings in May. So it was just, it's evened out that way. And that's kind of what has gotten me here. So yeah, I would say I've been serious about this business, but then I, <laughs> I guess I took myself seriously this, this year, if that makes sense. Absolutely. It's, it's a huge shift that has to happen when you start a business, because I think a lot of people, and, and I mean, it was the same for me. Like you start a business and you're like, this will be fun. I'll, I'll do, you know, some money on the side. It'll have me, you know, maybe flex my creative muscles. And then it, you either hit a point where you decide that that's enough and it's kind of feeding that creativity or you're like, dang, I really enjoy this. And mm-hmm. I'm like pretty good at it. So I think I want to do this full time. And then there, there has to be the shift from like, yeah, I want to do this to full time to, okay, I'm going to do this full time. And that's a whole, that's, a, I mean, it's a, almost a 180 mindset shift because you have mm-hmm. to begin to speak that into reality almost. Yes, I completely agree. It was, it had a lot more to do with me believing in myself and then also, you know, bringing my husband in to where he believed it as well. And it's, I mean, it's not that he doesn't, he's been my number one, like support and encouragement, but it's a, it's a big difference between it being on the side and then it being your main source of income. And so we just had to really have some long talks and spreadsheets about, (laughs) about the financial (laughs) side of everything. But but I'm, I'm very happy with where I am. And, you know, we're halfway through the year and I, I couldn't be more happy and surprised <laughs> at how things have, have gone so far. That's incredible. That's incredible. All right. So let's talk about what you're struggling with right now. Today, we're going to talk about up-leveling your client experience through simplifying. You have a lot going on where, mm-hmm. you know, you have uh, your nurse position, you have a baby on the way. That's a whole other bag of marbles. And then we've got, we've got the photography business. So I really want to help you kind of streamline some things so that you can still provide an up-level client experience, which is so important to anybody who works with me while still maintaining a solid like work-life balance. Yes. That sounds wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) So tell me about what your process looks like right now. Okay. I get inquiries where I live in a small town. I'm on the outskirts of Charlotte, North Carolina. So I would say 50 to 75% of the people that I work with are people that I know either on a personal level um, or like friends of friends that like we know a lot of the same people kind of thing. So I get inquiries through text message, Facebook message, Instagram, and then of course my inquiry um, page on my website. So only one of those things travels through HoneyBook. Right. And so I I find myself a lot having conversations through different platforms to where unless it is a wedding client, I never bring them through HoneyBook due to due to that. Like I I only use HoneyBook for invoicing and contracts and like questionnaires and I know that it can do so much more than that, but I yeah. feel I even feel like in the moment that I'm like texting someone, which I don't mind doing, but like for it to be information that could be found on like a template in HoneyBook, I know that I could be doing better 
yeah. And so I just feel like I'm taking up a lot more time because of the different platforms that I'm using. So there's one thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How many so things do you want? <laughs> let's, get, let's do another. Okay. Um, another would be when it comes to scheduling, I have no, I use like the Google calendar on my phone which I love because then it shares with my husband. And so we always know what the other is doing and we really enjoy that. But whenever somebody, even if I'm talking to them on HoneyBook and we're trying to schedule a session, I look at my Google calendar and send each person individually days that I'm available. And I just, that's another thing that even when I'm doing it, I'm like, there has got to be something better. So yeah, I think that's number two. Okay. All right. So let's do a third. And then if we have time, we'll dive into it and then kind of go from there. Okay. That sounds good. I would say another thing that I know I could do better with is like the automation process with HoneyBook. I have like a workflow for weddings, but it's really like to nothing sends automatically. It's all things that like tell me that it's time to do things. And I think the reason is because a lot of my business is personalized. And I think honestly, that's why people come to me and why people refer me. And so I don't want to lose that. And I feel like even though I have email templates, I still go in and like personalize them before I send them. Right. And so the whole automation process just really, I'm not on board with it yet for that very reason. I don't want it to feel like they're just another number. Like they're just getting this same generic email. Like that's kind of my mindset. And I think that needs to change a little bit for my own well-being in in the months to come. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So let's tackle the all the ways of to communicate first. Okay. Because this is something that I hear just about every single person that I have worked with that when they start their business, this is like what happens. So the first thing that we have to do, or you have to do, or any business owner who has a new business has to do, you have to decide where are you going to send your clients? And for you, it's HoneyBook. So mm-hmm. when someone texts you, Facebook messages you, Instagram DMs you, emails you outside of HoneyBook, then you're spending so much time, like you said, kind of like answering all those different places. And what is going to happen is something is going to fall through the cracks because there's too many things going on in multiple places that it's just, it's going to happen. It happened. It happened to me with, when my, when I first started. So there's no shame in that. <laughs> just, yeah, I um, agree. but, but it is going to happen. So what I tell my clients is what you need to do is on Facebook messenger, you can set up an auto reply that says, Hey, this inbox, thank you so much for reaching out. This inbox isn't managed. I accept all new inquiries through the form and then give them the link. So then that way they know that you really shouldn't expect a response. And if you want a response, you go to this link, not to say that you can't monitor it technically, but you want to push them to HoneyBook. I use, I'm telling you, this has saved my life. I started using the reminders app on my iPhone, like, I mean, I don't even know what I did before this. And I've run my business for three years and I've only been using it for like four months. I don't know what I was doing. 
but it's Siri managed. I can just say like, Hey Siri, I need you to set a reminder for 2 PM today to send, Oh my gosh, I just started doing it to send um, <laughs> Emily an email to today's reminders. <laughs> She's like, I'm on it, Jen. No yeah, she's like, I got you, boo. <laughs> <laughs> but like, if you see that inquiry come in, let them go through the pace, but then set a reminder at, you know, three days from now to double check and see if they did, if you wanted to. I've seen that work really, really well. So you want to set up an out of office or like vacation reminder in your email so that it, it's an auto auto reply. It's like same type of thing. Thanks so much for reaching out. I manage this inbox from Monday to Thursday from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. That way they know when you're in there, when they can re- expect a response. And if you're a primarily a wedding photographer, then you're shooting weddings Friday through Sunday. So you don't need to be available during those days. But in that email, say something to that effect and then say, if you're reaching out to work with me, fill out this link and they can go into HoneyBook. Same thing in your text message. Now, this can be a little harder because like you have to personally send it, which can feel Mm -hmm. abrasive against like someone's nice nature. Like they just want to be helpful, but it's actually doing the client a disservice because they're not going to get the best experience they could because you're outside of the element that gives them the best experience. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, I so agree. I actually, I was talking about this with a, with a current client and I told her I was stealing this idea because it's brilliant. <laughs> what she does is she sends an auto text and it says, hi, this is an automatic message. If you're looking to book with blah, 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 please send me an email at blah, 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 blah. That way, like no one's living in your phone because I, that's like the worst place for them to be. And in that message, instead of being like, email me at, you know, it would be the same type of contact me here and leave them the link. And I know HoneyBook links are pretty long. So you can use something like bit.ly, which is B-I-T dot L-Y to shorten it where it's like like seven characters just to make it a little nicer looking in the text or in an autoresponder or whatever. So what I would do, write up that quote unquote auto text and then save it in the notes on your phone. So all you have to do is copy and paste it and you don't even have to type it every time. I do love all of these ideas. I would have never (laughs) thought about that for the Facebook thing. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And the same thing in Instagram. So once you start getting those types of inquiries in Instagram, that same type of automatic message, like, Hey, thanks so much for reaching out, you know, fill out this link. And it's going to, people may be annoyed by it, but it's going to give them a better experience in the long run. And that's Mm -hmm. the most important thing. So that's how you would streamline all of that communication. And like I said, I know that feels like almost against, you know, good customer service, but it's going to allow you to create a better client experience because everyone's in one place. They all get the same thing. They're all going through the same workflow. And you're not sitting here wondering like, did I respond to Susie in Facebook last night as you're falling asleep? (laughs) Yeah, that's and so true. Like forgetting yeah. the next day. Yeah. The follow-up <laughs> part of the pipeline in HoneyBook is my savior. Like I will yes. I'll just look at it like once a week. I don't have a certain day or anything, but I'll just look at it and be like, okay, when's the last time we we spoke? 
And a lot of times when I reach back out, people are so, they're like, thank you so much. I mean, just people like me remembering them means so much. Right. And so I do feel like the HoneyBook people get remembered a lot more than the absolutely the other platform people just, just because of that, that one little spot where they're all in one place. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's amazing. It's, I mean, that's the whole point in having a system in place. It's so that, you know, things aren't falling through the cracks. They are able to be in one place and it allows you to put those types of systems like you know, checking follow-ups once a week in place without it being like check follow-ups once a week in five different platforms. <laughs> right. So true. So true. So that is what I'd recommend for communication. And then in order to simplify things, once they've come into your honey book, if even if they have sent in like, or actually, especially because they've sent in an inquiry form, that first email even if you have no other workflow set up, your first email to them should be that same type of autoresponder. Like, hey, thanks so much for reaching out. I manage, you know, I manage my HoneyBook Monday through Thursday from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. I'll get back to you within 24 hours during business hours. That way, when they come in, they know you've received their inquiry. They know when you're working and when they can receive a response. And then that way, if they're reaching out to you on a Friday and they have an event that weekend that they're wanting to have shot, they're going to know like you're probably not available or going to see this and they can look elsewhere. I've had it happen where like I've reached out to like me personally, I've reached out to a photographer because I wanted to do a like end of life session for my mom's dog. And I knew we didn't have very long and he ended up passing too quickly anyway, but I, to this day have not heard back. So you want to let them know when they can expect that reply so that if there's something that they're reaching out and it's last minute, they know to go somewhere else, or they can make the the decision, you know, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to hang out for a few days because I love her work. This is who I want to work with and it's not going to make a difference. But if someone sends in an inquiry on a Friday and receives nothing for four days, mm-hmm. they're probably irritated before they ever hear from you, which isn't good for anybody. You know, that type of email is super easy to set up. You would write the email, then go into workflows in HoneyBook open up um, one of the, the workflow options. There's a couple samples in there, that, or they should, there should be. And then change the workflow title to be like new inquiry workflow. Then the first and only step is going to be send email. You select the email that you want to send, make sure it sends automatically, and that's it. <laughs> that's all you have to do. And then when you go back into the workflow area outside of like actually adding in actions, you would, there's a drop down menu to the right hand side of the title of the workflow and you would drop it down and it's like default for contact form. So then anyone who fills out your contact form is going to automatically get that email. So that it's going to save you time because that'll actually give you some breathing room between getting an inquiry when you're at a night shift or you're shooting a wedding and you're like, Oh my goodness, I have an inquiry. Let me say, no, you don't have to do that. <laughs> It'll give you, give you a chance to breathe, yeah. focus on what you're taking care of. 
and then, you know, come back to them when, when you're in the business again. Yeah, that makes sense. Cause I am very much that person. I'm like, if, if I see an inquiry, I try to respond like as soon as possible, partly because that's the kind of person I am. Like I just, you know, I want to get that response quickly, but yeah, I feel like a, a little bit of information would do the trick as well. So absolutely. And if you really started diving into workflows, you can actually set up different responses for the type of sessions that you have. So okay, if yeah. you if you set up a response just for weddings, you can send that pricing guide out automatically. You send it, yeah. set up a response just for portraits. You can set, you know, send them information automatically. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to do better with this. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean it it gives you an opportunity to up level the client experience while you're sleeping, while you're working, while you're taking care of your baby or enjoying baby moon with the husband. Like mm-hmm. it gives you some freedom. So do you have any questions about any of that stuff? I don't think so. Like I have a um you know, the questionnaires and things like that that I send out before the wedding, like the detail list for the bride, album information, things like that. And still none of that is automated. And I'm not really sure why, because those emails are all the same. And then I realized like I had a a bride in April and she never got the album information because I didn't send it to her. (laughs) Right, right. So I feel like even things like that, I just need to, I need to just sit down one day and just work on the automation process. And in that situation, it would be good for both of us. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. And the nice thing is, I mean, you can go through and set up that workflow and set it to send automatically. They get the information, you know, and every client gets the same experience, you know? Right. All right. So then let's chat about scheduling. So I love that you're already using a Google Calendar. So this is going to make your life so much easier. Have you synced, oh gosh, yay. <laughs> have you synced your Google Calendar to HoneyBook yet? I I think it is, but I've never I think it is because then when I get an inquiry, sometimes it'll be like we don't know, like we're unsure if you're available that day or something like that. And I and I'll look at it and be like, "Oh, that's not, you know, anything that would actually be a conflict." So you were saying that like it'll say you're be unavailable that day or something like that. Mhm. Okay. So the thing with Google calendar is you can, and I'm sure you probably already know this, but when you create an event in Google calendar, you have the opportunity to mark if you're going to be busy or free when you create that event. So for example, like yesterday I had a dentist appointment, so I marked it busy. So I couldn't take any calls during that time. And I accounted for travel time too, so that it blocked my calendar when I was out of the office same type of thing that I would recommend you would do. So create your calendar. I'm a big fan of time blocking. So you could decide like when during the week are you going to shoot? So then you would do like, we're going to do Tuesdays and Thursday evenings from five to seven because we're in daylight savings time. So we can be a little later. And then you're going to mark those events free on your Google calendar. So you know, like, and then your husband knows like, these are the nights that I'm going to be shooting. When you sync your Google Calendar to HoneyBook, you can create a scheduler in HoneyBook and you say the scheduler is going to be set. We're going to do a session scheduler 
Um, it's going to be 60 minutes and the availability is going to be from five to seven Tuesdays and Thursdays. If something were to change, you can go onto your Google calendar, just like you do now, change the block to busy and it'll block that time. Or if you, you know, wanted to create like a new event and that, and you're, but you'd still be available. So then what that's going to allow you to do is create a scheduler that can read your Google calendar. So for example, let's say we set up a workflow. It's going to send them a brochure. They're going to select the mini session. You'll get the notification that they've selected that. You'll send the proposal. They'll pay for it. You can set it where it automatically sends an email once they've paid. So in that email, you can say, hey, I'm so excited. Thank you so much for booking with me. Here's the link to schedule your session. They can open up that link and view the dates that you're available. Okay. So that there's not all of that back and forth. The calendar will read if you have something set to busy. That way it's going to block that time from being able to schedule. So like if you end up going to a prenatal class, you know, at 7 p.m. or something like that on a Tuesday or Thursday. It's going to read that as long as the event's marked as busy in Google and not allow anybody to schedule during that time. Okay. Do you think like that's something that you, you'd be able to manage or work well? Yeah, I mean, it sounds, it sounds amazing. I think it's just sitting down and, you know, I would love for my schedule to work that way to, you know, have certain days of the week. Right. But with, with my nursing schedule, even though I don't work that often, it's just never gonna, it's never gonna line up that way. It's another one of those things. If I would just sit down and spend the time working on it, it would be so worth it in the long run. So yeah, I do, I do love the, the idea of it though. Well, and what you can do in the scheduler is like, I, you can set it to like rolling date range or fixed date range so that if you needed to update your availability, like once a month or once every Mm -hmm. couple of weeks, you would, you know, set a reminder on your Google calendar to check your availability and then update it. And then you, Mm -hmm. I mean, you can set that, that reminder up, you know, recurring once a week or whatever you need it to be. That's one way that clients with another job or a lot of kids where we have like rotating sports schedules and, and that kind of thing have, have kind of worked around still being able to use the scheduler, but, you know, not being able to have like set days. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds right. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you for that. Of course, of course. course. So the only other thing that you could do, and I've seen this work pretty well too, is if you feel like you can't get to a place of using the scheduler, instead of you sending dates, it can sometimes work a little better if in that email, like, hey, thanks so much for booking email, have them send you three dates. So then like, you know, they'll be available and you can kind of figure out like, can I make one of these dates dates work or do they need to send three more? Do I need to send three? You know, something like that may work a little bit better. I've seen Mm -hmm. that work pretty well too. Okay. Yeah. That's a, that's a solid option as well. Awesome. All right. So let's take a couple of minutes and chat about automation. Cause I know there are so many 
business owners out there that are nervous about doing automation. And rightfully so. I mean, with automation, I'm telling you right now to anybody listening, mistakes will happen. Emails will send that you don't want to send. (laughs) They'll send too soon. They'll send too late. They'll have the wrong information. Like it's technology. It's going to happen. So give yourself some grace and give the system some grace when things don't quite go the way you want them to. However, automation is really going to save you time in the long run. So when you are thinking about your process, and I actually have an entire episode on like these step-by-step on how to set up your workflows, I highly recommend sitting down either getting post-its and some markers or a pen and paper, or if you're a digital person, Lucid Chart, L-U-C-I-D-C-H-A-R-T is a phenomenal website. It gives you big pieces of graph paper that allow you to like mind map what your process is. And they give you like different shaped boxes and colors and all of this fun stuff to like really plan out the workflow, which I'm type A and an Enneagram one. So I love that crime. <laughs> I know that does sound pretty impressive. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of fun. I'm not going to lie. So when you sit down, you want to think about the process as a whole from start to finish, from the moment somebody fills out that contact form to the time that you are finished. And by finished, I mean, if you send out an album, that album is shipped and the emailed requesting a testimonial is out. You want to think about all of the nitty gritty details. So do you need to remember to send out a wedding magazine, send a client gift, back up your cards, upload them to Lightroom, send them all of those things. You can add all of those as tasks within your workflow. You also want to be considerate of if you have a wedding, these are normally booked out anywhere between six to eight to like 18 months out. So what I've started doing with wedding photographers more often now is we've added in emails in the workflow that are based on the wedding date. You know, we do a nine-month check-in. We do a six-month check-in. And then at that three-month mark, we're figuring out what the final timeline is, sending out that final questionnaire, that type of information. So you want to add in pieces into the workflow that will let them know that you're there and helping them you know, take care of whatever they've hired you for, but also gets you the information well in advance and keeps you on the radar in case you do need information from them or you want to be kept in the loop on things changing. I can't tell mm-hmm. you how many times I've read over the last year, like, um, so somebody's date just decided to change, like, and it's the wedding supposed to be next week. And I'm not saying that still can't happen, but if you have regular check-ins with your clients, they're more likely to keep you in the loop with last minute changes, especially in the world that we're living in right now. Yeah, I agree. And sometimes, you know, if people don't, some people choose not to have an engagement session if they're um, out of state or, you know, bridals, bridals aren't for every, every bride. And um, so I feel like I don't get to know those couples as well as I do, you know, the ones that I see at least two times plus our meeting together before the wedding day. And so, yeah, like check-ins are super important. Just, I don't know, just so you don't feel like strangers on the wedding day, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So when you're thinking about automation, the other thing you want to consider is what information 
do you already have in HoneyBook, stored in HoneyBook when you're creating your emails? So for example, if you've sent out a questionnaire and you have them answer different questions like where their ceremony location could be, where, you know, time, date, you could do a couple names, you can do bridal party names, you could do a dog's name if you cre- you can create custom fields, all of these different things. You can use those fields in your emails once they're available in like once those questionnaires have been answered. So for example, if you are planning the engagement session and you happened to ask like what their dog's name is in the questionnaire, like a get to know you questionnaire, and you created that custom field, you could say, hey, I'm so excited to see you and whoever their spouse or fiance is. Wanted to let you know that, you know, I'm bringing a treat for Fido. And you can actually like use that smart field and put the dog's name in. Um, just doing Just doing different things like that can help it feel personal but still be automated. You just have to make sure that you, whatever field you use is readily available in HoneyBook. They've already given that answer to you somewhere. Gotcha. So, I mean, that's using your smart fields is the number one way to create personalization in emails without having to actually sit down and personalize it. Okay. Now, The only time I really love seeing like a manual response and really adding in a personal touch is that first email, like literally from you, like Mm -hmm. they'll get the automatic email. But when you are at your desk, you're answering emails, you know, mentioning something that they mentioned in their inquiry, like whether it's the location, you really love the location you've shot there before, or, you know, the referral that they mentioned you know, saying, oh my gosh, absolutely loved her wedding or absolutely love her. She's the best, Mm -hmm. you know, something like that. Other than that first initial email where you really kind of like put more personalization into it, you can do the rest of the workflow automatically and still add, you know, add it where they feel like they're your only client. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And once you set up the workflow, test it yourself, send it to yourself go through it as a client. It'll be a little difficult because there's going to be dates that are months in advance, but you can force the actions to send out so that you see how the email looks. You see what, you know, once you fill out a questionnaire, are they pulling in the correct fields, checking all of those little things so that you know when it goes live, so to speak, it's really ready to go. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm already, I have a lot of thoughts about like different things that I can do. So that's awesome. Awesome. Very good. So can we tackle anything else for you today? I know we've kind of gone over a lot. We we're really talked about different ways to simplify things so that mm-hmm. you're not on five different platforms. You're not feeling rushed to answer an email two seconds after it lands in your inbox yeah. and, um, and hopefully giving you some pointers on how to automate so that you can, you know, not feel like your business is running you over all the time. <laughs> Yes. No, I think this is wonderful. And I mean, it's crazy that I just never expected to be in a position where I would need help from automated systems. So it's kind of just accepting, I think that too, definitely um, to realize that I can't do it all and that this will really be helpful. Awesome. Very good. 
All right. So I always like to wrap up our podcast episodes with three questions. And if you've listened to my podcast, then you know what they are. My first is, what is your favorite quote? Oh, my favorite quote is, actually, I can. It. Yes. I seriously have this little like sign from Hobby Lobby that sits on my desk and um, I bought it forever ago and I have just loved it. It has lavender on it, which is on brand, but yeah, that's definitely it. And I just look at that and, you know, like, especially at the beginning of my business, I would see people being full-time and like shooting weddings at beautiful places with actual real flowers and wedding planners and things like that. And it just really really stuck with me. Like, you know, actually I, I can be the person to do that one day. So I, I love that. It's very encouraging. And it's so true. I, it's, it's something that you can carry with you. Like anytime, like if you're at a wedding and something happens and you're doubt, like having a moment of like panic, you're like, Nope, I can do this. I got this. Mm-hmm. You know, I've survived a hundred percent of my bad days before. <laughs> right. Right. What is your favorite business tool? Honestly, I would have to, I mean, I love HoneyBook, but, and once I use it to its full potential, I think that will probably be it. But um, my husband made me spreadsheets on Google Sheets. And that's how I keep track of my mileage, my income, my expenses. And I'm telling you, when it comes tax time, if that, if that spreadsheet was not linked and clickable the way that he made it for me, I don't know what I would do. And so that's definitely my number one because I, I would be lost without it. That's so, amazing. Yeah. I, I love Google sheets. I don't know how to do half. I probably even, I probably don't even know how to do an eighth of what capabilities it has. Right. Same. I don't either. Like he just, he asked me what I needed and he set it up like I think two years ago and um this past year it was a lifesaver I mean yeah that's awesome yeah all right and this is my favorite question I think I've even saying that every time I do this now and (laughs) I'm especially excited about yours because I spend and I'm not normally near Charlotte but I will be in Winston-Salem area for the second time later this year And I'm probably going at least a third time again in the fall. So I'm super excited about this. If I were to come to your town, where would we go? And what would we have if we went and grabbed drinks? Okay. (laughs) So I feel like you really are expecting a lot from me here, but I. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, dad got it. My front porch and a hot cup of tea. Well, you know. You're not wrong there. So I <laughs> I am not a go out on the town kind of person. My favorite, if like you could just, okay, my two favorite meals in general would be pasta and like a good glass of wine or a burger with a blue moon that I'm that person. So I feel like, I feel like honestly, if you were to come here, we would go to East Coast Wings and I would get a big blue moon (laughs) and then I would be set. (laughs) I love it. That honestly, I'm not a big beer drinker and I'm not a big, I don't drink a ton of alcohol. Like I can easily go like three or four months without having a drop of it. My husband thinks I'm insane, but a burger or wings Mm -hmm, with mm -hmm. a tall, angry orchard like that. I, on, during the summer, like that is my go-to. I love a good angry orchard, like super, super cold. 
Yes, exactly. We, me and one of my other friends, she's also pregnant. Um, we were talking the other day about cravings and everything. And I was like, I don't want to seem like, you know, insensitive to this baby. I was like, but I would really love a good beer. <laughs> That's, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, I can. I can appreciate that. Yeah. Well, very good. Well, thank you again so much for coming on. I've had so much fun this episode and I'm so excited for our audience to hear everything that we have chatted about, but tell us where we can find you and hang out with you. Yeah, of course. I am on Instagram and Facebook, just lavender and light photography and then um, lavenderandlightphotography.com. I'm very active on my Instagram more so with posting than like stories and stuff, but I am, I'm getting there, but yeah. So that's where you can find me. And, um, I love following other creatives. No, it doesn't have to be just photography, like florists, planners, anything, um, in that, in that space. I love seeing what everybody can come up with because photographers, we would have nothing if it wasn't for all the other creatives in the industry. So I love following their work as well. Awesome. Well, thank you again for coming on and we will catch you guys next week. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode on the Success Beyond the Lens podcast. If you love what you heard today, could you do me a favor? Could you grab a screenshot of the episode and then send it over to your Instagram stories and tag me at Success Beyond the Lens podcast. I love hearing from our audience to see what you guys are loving. And if you really love me, if you could go over to iTunes and subscribe and leave us a review, I would appreciate it so much. Can't wait to talk to you guys next week.